the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. UTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO. Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. At SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Russian forces detaining and blindfolding the head of Europe's largest nuclear power plant hours after Moscow illegally annexed a swath of Ukrainian territory. International Atomic Energy Agency says the director general was detained to answer questions. In the meantime, retired U.S. Navy Admiral James Stavridi says if Russia does use a nuclear weapon in Ukraine, the United States and allies would pull out all the stops and likely put up a NATO no-fly zone. The French, the British nuclear forces, our nuclear forces, our conventional forces, everything would immediately spike in terms of readiness. Our entire intelligence system would hone in on the uh, point of explosion. And Russian troops now beginning to pull out of the annexed area. This is SRN News. Mark Levin is experiencing deja vu. Hillary Clinton was quiet for a while, wasn't she, folks? I guess the statute of limitations must have run on a number of federal criminal statutes. Because now she's back. She's back as the evil, shameless, corrupt, demagogic, poisonous, cancerous, jerk. She's always been. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Got something on your mind? Let us know by giving us a text on the free AM 1280 The Patriot app. It's AM 1280 The Patriot. Let's take a look at your weather today. Mostly cloudy and a slight chance of showers. High of 70. High of 70 tomorrow as well and partly sunny. Then Monday, partly sunny and a high of 74 for your Tuesday. Mostly cloudy with a chance of showers. High of 71. Hour 2 of the Narn with Mitch Berg is next right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog for the last 20 years, count them, shotinthedark.info. The place where Minnesota goes for all the facts I care to present to them. <laughs> and basically my show prep five days a week. Uh, along with my uh, colleagues, Brad Carlson, Sundays from 1 to 3. Jack Tomzak coming up right after this at 3 o'clock, along with his cast of thousands. And King Banyan, Saturday mornings on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. We are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 18 and, as of today, a half years strong, bringing you Minnesota's voice of truth and dominating the Twin Cities media as benevolent despots, but despots nevertheless. Perhaps you've heard there's an election coming up here, one of the elections you've perhaps heard less about uh, in the Twin Cities media so far is one that you're going to hear a little more about right now and hopefully a lot more over the next four weeks here. Running for the third district seat, formerly held by Eric Paulson, before that Jim Ramstead, before that by Republicans going back to time immemorial, trying to turn that boat back, as it were. Our next guest, Tom Weiler, joins us. Tom, welcome to the Northern Alliance. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be on the show. Pleasure to have you here at long last. Great to have you here. So let's talk a little bit about you. First of all, we met one time. We did a three, a, thir- a CD3 forum last, I don't want to say March or April, out in Wyzetta. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, a blast. Had a great time meeting all three of you out there. You prevailed in the convention and uh, are, are moving on to the general election here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, and uh, then we'll talk about why on earth you're running against Dean Paulson. Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips. Dean Paulson's a tough adversary as well. But no, my name is Tom Weiler. I uh, 
I grew up right here in the district, right in Eden Prairie. Yep. Um, and um, my uh, desire to serve, and serve this great nation and my faith brought me to the University of Notre Dame on a ROTC scholarship, a Navy ROTC scholarship. So okay. was down at Notre Dame for a couple of years, got commissioned uh, into the United States Navy following uh, graduation from Notre Dame and, and went right into the submarine force. So okay. first stop in my, my career path was down at Nuclear Power School in South Carolina. Um, yeah, all, all submariners get to get to have fun uh, with Nuclear Power School. As a native of North Dakota, you should know that we're a maritime people and an amazing number of my high school classmates headed straight off to nuke school in the Navy. Something about being in the middle of the North American continent makes great Navy people. Uh, we'll, we've got some submarine trivia to go to later, but, yes, you probably ran into a lot of us down there. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> the desire to see the ocean. So, uh, And then uh, after getting through nuclear power school, I headed out to the USS Chicago station in Hawaii, okay. Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Um, I always told people if you're going to be driving submarines, you might as well do it out of Hawaii. So okay. I, I was stationed on three boats out of there, the Charlotte, the Columbia, and the Chicago. Okay. Uh, kept progressing in the submarine community and got up through uh, executive officer chair on the USS Chicago. Oh. So that was based out of the Bangor, Washington, sort of near Seattle. Forward deployed out of Guam. Uh, so over my uh, 20, 20 years in the submarine force, I uh, was stationed on what was that, four submarines, did uh, multiple deployments, uh, conducting missions all over the world, really vital to national security. And then I had great experiences not on submarines as well, sort of three years on a submarine and then two years of shore duty. Okay. I had the experience to work as a congressional defense fellow on Capitol Hill for Congressman Rob Whitman out of Virginia. Okay. Um, so got to see a lot of the good and, and a lot of the bad that happens on Capitol Hill, but you I think got, that experience will be good. You got through a stint on Capitol Hill with a desire to be in Congress. That yes. should say something right there. Yes, yes. <laughs> By uh, the way, my uncle spent uh, several years on the USS Snook. He was partial to San Diego back when you could still find submarines in San Diego. But is that right? another whole story here. I also liked Bremerton as well, but another whole thing. Anyway, so so you this is your background. It is a formidable background as well well here uh, and uh so so yet you got through your time as a congressional defense fellow you decide to run for congress what on earth prompted you to do that running up against dean phillips by the way yep yep so uh you know i was i thought i'd still be in the navy all things eco i thought i'd be uh the commanding officer of a submarine right now mm-hmm. i had screened early for command yep. it was actually on my way to command uh and i had just moved into washington dc to start that commanding officer uh training track and unfortunately, got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Oof. So that was a, a big curveball. Um, obviously, it had a big effect on my submarine career. But more importantly, at the time, you know, I had two. I had a a five week old and a three year old at home. Uh, so once my wife and I started to understand the disease a little bit more, uh, you know, and relied on our faith and family, yeah. uh, I I uh, decided, you know, and I believed that I could. Uh, gone back to the submarine force for my commanding officer tour. Unfortunately, I couldn't get those medical waivers approved uh, by the um, Bureau of Medicine in the Navy, Um, but I I knew I wanted to continue to serve, so I volunteered for one more deployment on the USS Eisenhower. So I was an aircraft carrier deployed on uh, post the Parkinson's diagnosis over to the Middle East in 2020. And it was actually over there, it was May 29th, actually, 2020, I woke up uh, to Stan Watch as Battle Watch Captain, and I turned on Armed Forces Network, and to my shock and sadness, it was the streets of Minneapolis on fire oh. and the 3rd Police Precinct being abandoned. And we were out, you know, on the tip of the spear de- defending American way of life. And, and you know, I, I, looking back home, I, I obviously the American way of life was, was struggling back in Minneapolis. And I searched for any understanding on what was actually happening and looked for leadership uh, from elected officials, Dean Uh-oh. Phillips <laughs> and, and anyone else. And, and to my sadness and shock, it was... Um, I think elected officials were either inflaming the situation or doing absolutely nothing at all. Hiding out. Yeah, yep. every, everyone but St. Paul's police, chiefs, uh, police chief was hiding under the bed or out in front of the rioters. One Abs- way or the other. Absolutely. And it was at that moment, that day, that I decided if, if my Parkinson's disease indeed prematurely ended my naval career, I, I wanted to come back home and try to run for Congress to bring some conservative leadership and values uh, to represent the great folks in Minnesota's 3rd District in D.C. It's a compelling story indeed. So we'll come back to that. We'll talk, we'll talk about you and your campaign, and hopefully with uh, the help of God in the tailwind, I guess winds have no bearing on submarine service. I was going for a nautical current, reference here. Current, current. We'll thank go, you very much. Yes. Uh, should you go to D.C. here, and hopefully you will, let's talk a little bit about your opponent, Dean Phillips. He, he like a lot of, of Minnesota progressives, this uh, campaign cycle has been 
pulling mightily to try and make himself look like something of a centrist. I mean, my favorite is Angie Craig bouncing around in an SUV, uh, making all sorts of vaguely conservative-sounding noises in a southern accent. But Dean Phillips is kind of riding behind that cover right there, trying to say how, how really, truly moderate he is. Not so, Tom Weiler. Yes, uh, you know... Unfortunately for Dean Phillips, vote, votes speak louder than words or, yes. or, or election year uh, gimmicks. So he's voted 100 percent with uh, the Pelosi plan and with Biden's failed agenda. Um, so if you vote 100 percent with one party, uh, that's not very moderate. Uh, and that's not not solving any problems um, that that him and the Democrats have created for Minnesotans in the third district. So, yeah, that whole narrative that that Congressman Phillips is bipartisan or that he's a moderate is just simply factually incorrect. Yeah. Um, and, and I understand why Minnesotans um, in the third district believe some of them that 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 Congressman Phillips is moderate because he'll say the word moderate about every three or four words when he's back in the district. But when he goes to D.C., he's voting one way and one way only. And that's in 100 percent in alignment with President Biden. I fully expect to see a, a TV ad with him out at a rifle range, uh, <laughs> busting busting caps out there. So just to try to burnish that moderate cred. Uh, but as Donald Rumsfeld said way back when, probably at the very beginning of your Navy career, maybe a little early, you don't go to war. Well, to paraphrase him, you don't go to the election with the district you want. You go to the election with the district you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third was a fairly reliable center right moderate Republican district for a long time. You had you had uh, you you had Paul, Eric Paulson who was nowhere near to the right of the main uh, Republican mainstream, following Jim Ramstead who was even farther to the center, mm-hmm. and even that got to be not nearly far enough to the left for the district a couple of election cycles ago here right now. You're running as a Republican. How do you have to approach a district like this? Well, well, I'm running in the district that I love and the district I grew up in. So, right. so you know, I I feel fortunate and blessed to be running in this district. And I really, the reason I'm running is quite simply, I think the the representation of Congressman Dean Phillips for the great Minnesotans in the third district is is unacceptable and it's just not adequate. It's not good representation. Um, and, and I do fundamentally believe that you know there's a there's a large conservative base. In the republic or in the third district, which is evident that it was it was you know a Republican yeah. uh, representative there for fifty straight years or so. Yep. Um. And, and I'm and I definitely am running to represent though all all Minnesotans in the third district, not not just Republicans or Democrats or Independents, but but all Minnesotans. And I do think fundamentally, Congressman Phillips clearly is not representing all Minnesotans in the third uh, because of his voting record indicates that. But but also he, they. The Democratic Party right now has not solved any problems. They've created a lot of problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, one, hot, one problem they don't have on the Democratic side is money. Money coming in from out of state and, of course, in the case of Dean Phillips, money coming from, well, the vast inheritance he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he has no problems with money. When he wants to, to run a TV ad, he will run a TV ad. Tell us a little bit about money. I mean, you like all Republicans in Minnesota, you are fighting an underdog race here. Tell us a little bit about the, the, the money game. Well, uh, when I jumped into politics about a year ago, I was planning to just self-finance myself. But then I realized I had been in the military for 20 years, so that was not going to work <laughs> out too well. But yeah. uh, no, the, the money thing is, uh, you know, it's it's eye-opening, but it but it is what it is at this point in this election. Yeah. And, and, and bottom line, we're in, we're in a great position to win this race. Yeah. If we just have the resources to get our television ads uh, on TV, our radio ads on the radio, um, and that'll just you know build my name, build our campaign's name ID, tell the voters in Minnesota's third district a little bit about um, you know our experience, uh, why why are we want to serve our principles, priorities, and fundamentally contrast that with the voting record and the principles of Congressman Dean Phillips. So, you know, we are pushing fundraising hard, um, yeah. and and we think if we uh, you know raise the funds that will allow us to get our message out there on the TV and radio that we're going to be successful and, and win this race. So what are you hearing around and about the 3rd District as you talk with people around the 3rd? What, what, what are you hearing as the main concerns from the actual people of CD3? Yep, it, it's absolutely crime and inflation, 1 and okay. 2 and, and, and back and forth, because they're both sort of tied as 1A and 1B. Um, and, and unfortunately, the crime just continues to to uh you know be more and more prevalent honestly you know yeah. we've had two football games in the last two weekends get um shut down yeah. uh because of because of gunshots in one case or the threat of crime um you know of in right on the district or the devil you know the western suburbs of minnesota when i heard that people in 
Deep Haven were concerned about carjackings going on in Deep Haven. You couldn't have shocked me any more than if they said they had found a pyramid of human skulls in downtown Deep Haven. I mean, this is so bizarre. The idea that people of the 3rd Congressional District, places like Deep Haven, of all places, are concerned about carjacking shows that we have definitely entered la-la land in in terms of law and order in the state of Minnesota. Uh, We're talking uh, with Tom Weiler, who is running against Dean Phillips, uh, the GOP-endorsed candidate for U.S. Congress uh, in the election coming up just a little over five weeks away here right now. If you have questions or comments, 651-289-4488. Briefly, what's your website for people who want to contribute time or money? It is WeilerForCongress.com, so that's W-E-I-L-E-R, then spelled out for Congress.com. Absolutely. I'll post that at ShotInTheDark.info uh, shortly here whenever I get a moment free for those who uh, remember the blog. Uh, join us at uh, 651-289-4488 if you have questions or comments for Tom Weiler. We will be right back. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gregor's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been lied to on every major issue by the left but you're being told the truth about climate change. I don't know which I'm more upset by. Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California, or the the Biden completely illegal canceling of uh, tuition debt. The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Hosts, and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. AM 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget Sideline Sanity with former NBC Sideline reporter, uh, Michelle Tafoya, uh, bringing you her unique perspective, coaching us through the chaos and lunacy we see all around us while catching up with the expert guests that only she can get you. Listen at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Catch out every episode on YouTube. Yeah, it's not just audio, it's video. What a random thought. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join us, and I hope you do, because we're talking with Tom Weiler, GOP-endorsed candidate in the third Congressional District. 
a district that, as you point out, is uh, has has a fifty, actually sixty year history of being Republican up until Dean Phillips. Uh, there's so many things to talk with Dean Phillips about. And I'm just shocked, shocked, I tell you, to note that Dean Phillips appears to be following the same pattern that Governor Klink and Attorney General Ellison and White Claw Blaha are following in ducking the debates and trying to run out the clock here. This is not the, the mark of a, of a campaign that feels especially confident in their message. I can't uh, help but think, Tom Weiler. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's a consistent um, strategy of, of all Democrats, unfortunately. And it's because they, they quite simply don't have anything to debate. Right. Uh, Congressman Dean Phillips and the rest of his party's record with record high inflation, record high crime, and, and falling education, an unsecure border, um, and, and, and foreign policy disasters all over the, all over the world. Uh, there's not a lot going right in this country, and that's fundamentally why I believe we need to turn the ship around. So let's talk about how you're going to turn the ship around. You you have the con uh, this coming uh, November, at least uh, I should say this January, when hopefully with uh, you get yourself sworn in in Congress. Tell us a little bit about your uh, what you plan to do. Why, why should the voters of CD3 put you back at the conning tower? And that, to me, is the, the absolute question, is how will I be a good representative for the great folks in Minnesota's 3rd District? And fundamentally, I'm going to vote um, and, and be a leader in Congress to, to, to address, be a pragmatic problem solver and address the issues that our country's facing. So inflation, first and foremost, we need to cut down on the excessive government spending. We have been spending like a bunch of drunken sailors in Congress for years. And I know a thing or two about drunken sailors. I bet um, you do. And, and we fundamentally need to re, re grab, you know, the, the purse strings. Congress is one of Congress's primary jobs and start actually budgeting. One way that I want to propose to do that is shift to a two year budget cycle, hold Congress accountable. If they don't pass that budget by September 30th, the year after Congress. Uh, nine months after you get, uh, um, you know, the new Congress convenes in January, yep. then then they can't fundraise until that budget's passed on time. We've only passed the budget four times in accordance with the Budget Control Act in my lifetime. Yeah. So I'm 45 years old. I mean, so so that's first and foremost. We need to cut excessive government spending. We don't need to be spending right now $7,500 to allow someone to buy an $80,000 electric-powered SUV. Yes. We don't need to be paying people's college loans back. We need to we need to get a real handle on our government spending. And the second big thing is is get a handle on our crime surge. And we need to support first and foremost law enforcement and make sure law enforcement is refor- is resource, sorry. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, I don't want I'm not going to try to go to Washington DC to micromanage and solve local local uh, um, law enforcement issues back in the district, but I will um, unabashedly always support law enforcement and make sure they have the resources to put more cops on the street. So when people talk to you in the 3rd District about uh, law and order, of course, that's fundamentally a state and local issue here. And, of course, we have an attorney general that's been dropping every ball that he could find on that issue for the last four years. Mm-hmm. But what's the role of a congressman in your point of view uh, for supporting law and order? And I've actually asked this question a lot. I've, I've done uh, multiple ride-alongs, actually, Brooklyn Park, Bloomington, Minneapolis, and, and attended a violent crime seminar. Um, and so I've asked that directly to, to deck plate officers, police chiefs, uh, and, and a lot of leaders in law enforcement. And, and I sort of, one of my early meetings, almost in frustration, I said, it seems like all we can do is support you and use sort of the bully pulpit of an elected leader to to just support law enforcement. And, and this police chief basically cut me off and he said, that's the biggest thing we need. Yeah. He, he just said the, the, the drain on morale and, and retention and, re, and, and, uh, and recruiting officers, um, people just don't understand the impact that this, that this this uh, um, d- argumentative and d- divisive attitude that that elected leaders put out there in sort of this um, um, confrontational aspect with officers just just drains the departments, drains law enforcement from the, both having the the uh, additional officers available and interested in law enforcement. And, and then the other big thing is just making sure they have resources yeah. and not resources to um, you know to um, not resources that are that are micro directed uh, right. from Washington D.C. We just need to give 
law enforcement, local law enforcement, additional resources so they understand their community, understand the needs. And a lot of those needs are just quite simple. We need more cops on the street yeah. to, to bring crime under control in the 3rd District in Minneapolis. And in terms of the bully pulpit, I mean, it's all been one-sided for the Minnesota's DFL delegation. Obviously, Ilhan Omar uh, out front and center as being a cop hater mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And, and you have the likes then of uh, Betty McCullough. And uh, Angie Craig, who represents the district around this station, I say with scare quotes around the word represent. And, of course, Dean Phillips, who at the very best you can say about any of them is that they have been silent as the progressive wing of the DFL, to which they all genuflect to remain in office, uh, goes on and, and carries out its own bully pulpit against the cops up until about a month ago on TV ads. And, and, and that's absolutely right. And Minnesota voters are obviously much too smart to, to, to fall for these election year gimmicks uh, that Congressman Dean Phillips is, is a part of. I mean, Congressman Dean Phillips voted... Uh, to remove qualified immunity from law enforcement officers. Every law enforcement officer I talked to uh, said that would be an absolute game changer. Um, a, a officer I did a ride along with in Minneapolis said he has two two college age sons, and, and if qualified immunity is taken away from law enforcement, and one good faith mistake could lead to you know you losing all of your financial in, your family's financial assets, uh, he just said I, I I could not recommend to my sons to go into law enforcement. And Congressman Phillips also voted to effectively defund the police when he voted yes to H.R. 1280, which would have uh, levied additional training and, and other administrative-type requirements on law enfor- local law enforcement agents without providing additional resources. So those are the votes that Congressman Dean Phillips made. Uh, so, so, you know, and that's, that's had a negative effect already. Thankfully, that was stopped in the Senate. But just those votes alone— uh, has an uh, has an undercut effect on on our local law enforcement. So HR twelve eighty easy to remember at this station, uh, even though it's we'd, we'd like to come up with a better bill number to go around there. Uh, Craig, our representatives Craig McCollum, Omar, obviously, and Phillips all voted for that. Yes, uh, yes, I believe. Yeah, I'm I'm almost positive. I know. As long for, as Dean Phillips did, that's yeah, all that matters. I, I know for, for fact, your purposes, Dean Phillips did. I'd be amazed if Angie Craig didn't here at mm-hmm. this point here. So basically dumping an unfunded man. Now, there's there's a case to be made for reforming qualified immunity in some cases, but just chucking the whole concept straight out. I, there's no way I would be a cop or for that matter, much of any government employee uh, that has to go in, in any form of harm's way or sort of risk with that involved. So Absolutely. And the frustrating part from a lot of the law enforcement uh, agency and, and officers I've talked to is is uh, Congressman Dean Phillips was directly briefed on the negative impact of of removing qualified immunity, and oh. and he went ahead and, and made the vote. Um, you know, and now that we're a month before an election, uh, his uh, you know lack of support for law enforcement has you know contributed to the the problem Minneapolis has had with recruiting and and retaining officers, and now we're three. 350 cops down in Minneapolis, and, and we have record crime rates both in Minneapolis and the 3rd District. Well, it's just that he's representing his real constituents, the progressive wing of the DFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have other constituents in mind, uh, Tom Weiler, so let's talk a little bit about that. What uh, let's, let's, let's talk about making the case why, in the roughly two minutes we have remaining here, why a, rep, a citizen of the 3rd CD should vote for you. Well, well, again, I'll go back to my our slogan, which is "Turn the ship around." Yeah. You know, I believe America is the greatest country this world's ever ever seen and witnessed, and I have a lot of worldly experience through my time in the military to make that assessment. Um, and and I have an optimistic view of our future. We don't need a new new ship. We don't need a new American dream. We're, we're not taking on water. Our ship's not sinking. Our American democracy is strong. Our Constitution, our Declaration of Independence. We we have strong founding documents, founding. Uh, values and principles in our country. We just need to turn the ship around with 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 uh, young, uh, you know, new leaders that have new ideas and a pragmatic problem solving approach to simply improve the lives of American citizens and ensure the American dream is available for for my two kids and all Americans. And that 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 innocence and that boundless optimism in, in future for for young Americans is is preserved. Heck yeah. So when Dean Phillips have been looking for this this proper submarine parable or parallel all interview long here. So when Dean Phillips try and passes himself off as a representative of the third C D and a pro law and order guy, guy we could we could call that a crazy Ivan if we really wanted to, couldn't we? Yeah, we can make that connection. Yeah. Yep. Like he's it. uh yeah, he's He's uh, turning the ship around, and he, but he doesn't know the, the right course to level up on. Yeah. And, and I believe uh, I, I will be that representative to, to put us back on course um, and to defend and protect 
the American way of life and ensure that the American dream is available for all moving forward. And to further go with the Red October parallel, Dean Phillips doesn't visit the head without orders from the progressive wing <laughs> of the party. I think I can put it that way safely on AM radio. Well, let's hear the website one more time. And how pe- how can people can help out with your campaign? It is WeilerForCongress.com. That's W-E-I-L-E-R, then spelled out for Congress.com. Uh, and just to close out the hunt for the Red October, you know, this uh, this November, it's the hunt for the Red November yes. uh, in Minnesota's 3rd <laughs> District. And I really appreciate all your listeners for all the support and assistance, and we're going to turn the ship around in Minnesota, uh, in this d- third district, in the state of Minnesota, and for, in our great country. Give the website just one ping. No, give it a full Yankee search. Do whatever you can to help out. If you live in the three, which, by the way, is where most of our audience is, the opportunity is now. We can actually drive this boat all the way uh, all the way. Where do we want a boat to go? Back to home port, for crying out loud. There we go. Thank you very much, Tom Wild. It's been a pleasure. Best of luck uh, one month out here. Let's uh, hope to see you at the victory party uh, waving that flag. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for uh, allowing me to talk to yourself and all your listeners. And God bless our country and God God bless your listeners. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Best of luck. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go to the polls as many times as you legally get to. That's once this November. Vote for Tom Weiler in the third. We'll be back with much more right after this. In today's world, is it possible for you to make a solid retirement plan, one that's unshakable? The answer is absolutely yes. Hi, I'm Dale Tondrick. In my new book, Unshakable Retirement, you'll learn my time-tested strategies to make your retirement secure. Methods I've been using with my clients for over 20 years. Contact me and I'll send you a free copy of Unshakable Retirement. And also tune in to my retirement and income radio show Sundays at 11 a.m. here on The Patriot. Give me a call at 952-401-1671. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Gregor's thoughts on debt cancellation. You've been lied to on every major issue by the left, but you're being told the truth about climate change. I don't know which I'm more upset by, Newsom's dictatorial order that there will not be any gas-powered cars sold within 13 years in California, or the, the Biden completely illegal canceling of uh, tuition debt. The bad news from the left is so consistent. The authoritarianism, the corruption is so deep. Go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on hosts, and search for the hot topics and issues you want to hear addressed. A massive archive of intelligent conversation is just a click away at am1280thepatriot.com. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack Attack, oh, Rack Shack Barbecue. Make fresh daily AM twelve eighty the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Hey, you can send us a text message if you want. Texting features back on the free AM twelve eighty the Patriot app. So white man came. 
Just click on text at the bottom menu bar and let us know what is on your mind. You just get that only via the AM1280 The Patriot app, which, by the way, is the app to go to to get all the cool stuff. I mean, it gets you your questions up to the front of the queue. When we have appearances by some of our network people coming to town, your Dennis Prager's, your Hugh Hewitt's, your, your, your Mike Gallagher's, your Sebastian Gorka's. I'm sure we'll be getting Brandon Tatum in town here pretty soon here, too. In fact, we're about due for an appearance here, aren't we, sometime soon? Here's, here's hoping. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you be so inclined. Oh, I am on fire today, if I say so myself. And I do. Anyway, join us if you care, by the way, because I would love to hear from you. That's what it's about. That's why we are a talk show, not a you-listen-to-me show. So, yeah, I miss music radio sometimes. 651-289-4488. Or you can join us on hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Gab, Parlor, MeWe, and Getter. You can also watch the live video stream on Facebook on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook fan page. Uh, that's where we're at here. So I just got to say, uh, I mean, not that I have been stinting in my assailing of Governor Klink today so far this week or ever during the last four years, but one came out today, and I should say one Twitter tweet came out, I think it was last Tuesday, and the more I watch, the more I think that, that Governor uh, Klink's Twitter feed is basically the same five tweets repeated on a cycle over and over and over again. Because you basically have uh, tweets about him eating a new food uh, food product somewhere, usually a donut or, or candy corn or something. Uh, something about abortion rights and usually a couple of other subjects. And they seem to recycle constantly. Like every couple of days, you see the same tweets from the governor. But one came out last Tuesday that I, I got, I just, it got my attention. And, and I will quote him here is Governor Clink. I'm sorry. I said I called him Clink again. I'm sorry. Governor Tim Waltz. I don't know where this Governor Clink thing comes from. Anyway, and I will quote his tweet from last Tuesday now. Here in Minnesota, we will always stand up for fundamental rights of personal freedom and privacy. That's why I've taken executive action to protect people who are seeking abortions from legal repercussions in other states. Well, hey, that's an improvement, isn't it? Now, bear in mind, this is the same Governor Klink who two years ago was launching snitch lines and standing behind open-ended emergency orders that had no real statutory limits on them, which gave him essentially unlimited power over the state of Minnesota. And, by the way, unlimited power over your privacy and bodily autonomy I mean, if you needed to try and run a business, your fate was entirely at the mercy of him and his definition of what an essential business was. A definition that, by the way, had about as much to do with science as a day at the horse track does. I I mean, the world's largest candy store was an essential business, but every Ma and Pa diner in the state of Minnesota was not. Every big box store was not only open, but making money hand over fist. But every small barbershop, every small uh, convenience store, every corner grocery in the state had to get shut down. And when they reopened, they had to follow rules that were set arbitrarily and with a level of caprice that would be hard to square with any notion of science. And left at a competitive disadvantage through the big box stores that were left to romp and play in the market on completely unfettered. And perhaps the most galling of all, I say again, the snitch line where Minnesotans could call in and rat out other Minnesotans for violating the governor's emergency order. And they did. We, we talked about this on the show a few weeks back when Freedom of Information Act requests from, I believe, I want to say Nathan Hansen, brought up a number of these snitch line emails and transcripts of people <laughs> snarking out their neighbors for having a cookout or for walking without masks or being in their cars without masks. I mean, absurd, paranoid, mentally ill stuff. I mean, basically, Governor Waltz, 
via his snitch line, uh, which was an integral part of his emergency order, basically gave full license to the least stable among us to have dictatorial influence over the lives of all their neighbors, which is just the way every authoritarian in history has always acted. They've always empowered people to look for and snitch on and rat out examples of bad think among their neighbors. I mean, in the Soviet Union, it went down to the the point of every block, every apartment building had someone who was an official, official snitch, whose job was to maintain a network of unofficial, dare I say, undercover snitches on behalf of the government to rat out people who were speaking ill of the regime, voicing doubts and skepticism about the regime's edicts. It wasn't quite that bad in Minnesota during the worst of of Governor Waltz's COVID emergency. But when it comes to trampling on civil rights, there's really no such thing as not that much better because the slippery slope exists. Never let it be said that the slippery slope doesn't exist. There's a a meme that came out uh, the week before last showing a curve that that starts off going kind of flat and then falls off a cliff and uh, essentially says, this is how the slippery slope works. At the top of the slope, people said, oh, you're you're paranoid. How? Nobody's actually going to do this. Boom, you are here. And that's where we are with so many of these civil liberties issues and these, these, these public control issues, whether it's, uh, whether it's uh, <laughs> critical race theory or the dumbed-down version of it that, that we are taught, basically the, 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 the whole notion that's taught in high schools that the 1619 Project is, in fact, viable, correct history in every respect. Uh, and by the way, for those of you who might be listening, say, hey, what do you want, just teach the Walt Disney version of American history? No, no. Slavery was a boundless evil, but it wasn't the single factor that defined the entire American experiment. And if you say so, you're, you're, you, we, we need to have an argument about your sense of history. At any rate, to, to fight back against that uh, is, is the thing they hate the most here, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so here in Minnesota, says the governor, we will always stand up for your fundamental right of personal freedom and privacy. No, no, Governor Clink, you did not always stand up for fundamental rights of personal freedom and privacy. You set up a snitch line. You subjected everyone you could to vaccine mandates. So when you say you'll take executive action to protect people who are seeking to exercise their bodily autonomy, well, no. You are taking executive action to protect the bodily autonomy you approve of while bringing the full weight of the state to bear against those who exercise their bodily autonomy. Not even just about vaccine mandates, so those are odious enough. And as someone who got the first round of vaccines, i, I, I got to tell you, your round of propaganda is, is really backfiring on you here, folks. Uh, Governor Klink. Waltz. Governor Waltz. So let's not be hiding behind your, your alleged record of being a staunch protector of civil liberties here. It rings rather hollow to all of us here. Uh, so, yeah, be, be away. By the way, I, one issue I wanted to talk about here, I'm going to save that for after the break here. The Because uh, it's an issue that's been very much on the minds of the national talk show hosts. I have a different perspective on things. Uh, the Feeding Our Future scandal going on its second week right now. 49 people indicted so far. Governor Waltz claims that uh, Ramsey County Judge John Guthman had ordered the Minnesota Department of Education at risk of a contempt charge or potential jail time to resume payments to Feeding Our Future, the $250 million worth of fraud that we just discovered over the last, I don't know, nine months or so, uh, as a result of litigation between Feeding Our Future and the Minnesota Department of Education. Uh, Judge Guthman responded week before last uh, with a rare and comprehensive rebuke, shall we say, of Governor Klink, and his apparatchiks, saying that uh, the Minnesota Department of Education and Feeding Our Future had reached an agreement with Feeding Our Future's various deficiencies, uh, claiming they had been fixed, making the litigation moot. 
that was just one of the rounds of lies by Governor Klink. Now, I've had people on the left say, hey, wait, that was feeding our, the, the, the program that gave all that money to feeding our future was a Trump-era uh, program. So it's all Donald Trump's fault. So, I mean, the state officials had nothing to do with it. Literally, they said that in as many words. Well, if that's true, why is Feeding Our Future suing the Minnesota Department of Education in Ramsey County Court? If it was purely a federal issue, the judge would have dismissed any action against Minnesota Department of Education in a summary judgment, since as a matter of law, they wouldn't have been involved. They, they had no liability as a defendant if they had nothing to do with the project. I mean, it's right there in print. This speaks to my issue during the first hour, how Democrats count on the fact that their voters, their quote, their voters, trend to be highly schooled, but very low information. By the way, I urge you to look at Powerline. That's uh, my great former colleagues here at Shot in the Dark. And for Scott Johnson and John Hinderocker, the blog that uh, started it all for those guys. Scott Johnson had a great piece this past week entitled The Star Tribune Judges, Judge Guthman. Too much stuff to go into in the 20 seconds I have remaining in this segment here right now. I urge you to read it. I'll be posting it at shotinthedark.info this coming week about the Star Tribune's complicity uh, complicity in feeding this scandal and the way they're trying to memory hole their, their, their involvement in this scandal. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost seven percent of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that matter, 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. You and I know the mainstream media is filling the airwaves with a left-wing take on the news of the day. This is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. It's critical to find a news source that tells the truth. Well, that's Daybreak Insider. Daybreak Insider is that source. I get it in my mailbox every day. It helps shape the stories I bring to you. It's a look at today's most compelling stories, how they are covered by the media, and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. 
AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. So much stuff to talk about. I can't even fit it into one show. By the way, uh, my band, Elephant in the Room, tonight at the Stillwater Bowl in, yep, Stillwater. Does she walk? Does she talk? Uh, by the way, just go out of Highway 36 East to Omaha, hang a right, go south about two blocks, and we will be there from 8 till midnight tonight. And by the way, since we don't have another broadcast between now and then, next Friday from, I believe, 7 to 11, we will be at the Coon Rapids VFW in, yeah, Coon Rapids. Uh, two gigs coming up between now and the next Northern Alliance show. Hope you can make it to either or, what the heck, both. We have a great time playing in Stillwater. We always have the most over-the-top crowds there, especially when it gets a little cold out. Uh, looking forward to being out there tonight. Hope you can join us. Uh, looking forward to the jalapeno burger out there. Talking about the Feeding Our Future scandal, uh, Anne in St. Paul tweets, uh, my favorite part is how the judge did not order the Minnesota Department of Education to continue payments, but it's widely understood that they might have felt like he did. <laughs> exactly. If there's one thing that leaves no room for feelings, it's a court order. Court orders being written as they are by lawyers are famously punctilious about facts as opposed to feelings. The, the law, as I said in the last week's show, is not freestyle jazz. Interpreting the law is not improvisation a la Dizzy Gillespie. It's reading the score and playing it as written a la, I don't know, my good friend Manny Loriano. Let's go to the phones real quick. Uh, Mark in St. Louis Park, you are live and on the air. Mitch, thanks again. Great show. Thursday, February 17th, uh, 2022, Star Tribune. Feeding Our Future Director Amy Bach defended her organization's decision not to look into the backgrounds of her subcontractors. Yeah. Many of the young black men in our state have records, but when given a chance, they've shown that their past does not define their future. Some, several had theft convictions. One had a 600000 uh, uh IRS lien against them. <laughs> and uh, Bach's attorney said that they did not conduct background checks on any of its partners, saying that such checks would eliminate a lot of great organizations because – Arrest and incarceration rates are so much higher for African-Americans and Latinos. Here's the point, Mitch. They relax the standards for equity reasons, and when they got caught, they're blaming the standards. Yes. How can you blame us? Because <laughs> the standards were so relaxed. It's insanity. You didn't force us. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. As always, great. Yeah, you did. It's your fault because you didn't really force us to enforce the rules. Absolutely. And, and by the way, she's got a point to extent. There are people who do turn that ship around, to, to paraphrase Time Weiler. But you get to judge them by the present. And the irregularities were known close to a year ago now. And, and, and the idea that, that they were uh, call, called off the case by Judge Guthman is, well, it, it got Judge uh, Guthman a little exercised a week and a half ago. And I have a hunch we're not done seeing either of uh, either of those sides uh, hauling off on this issue here. There's an issue I want to talk about, speaking of which, that's been a hot one on the conservative right here. And I'm going to take, I'm just going to go about maybe 45 degrees off the case here. Uh, Berg's 18th law normally takes effect for the first three days after any politically charged, emotionally fraught event, especially since our mainstream media is always more concerned about ratings and getting scoops than getting facts straight. They, they are. Especially... If the event has a political tinge to it whatsoever, since our mainstream media is may way more concerned about scooping the competition out. I'm and I made an executive call last week. Uh, normally, Berg's 18th law says for the first 72 hours after some fraught event, like a mass shooting, for example, any information you get from the, the mainstream media is going to be garbage. It's going to be mainly uh, run <laughs> the, 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 an exercise in trying to get ahead of the competition. And. I made an executive call and extended that statutory deadline to at least a solid week since the mainstream media coverage, um, first of all, got no closer than 100 miles away from the source of the, of the story that we've been talking about for the last two weeks here. Uh, the killing of Kaylor Ellingson in McHenry, North Dakota. Uh, this is an issue particularly close to me because it's not only in my home state of North Dakota. It took place in Foster County, a place where I lived for a stretch, where I worked at the local radio station in Carrington, the county seat. McHenry, of course, out of the eastern edge of the county towards Cooperstown. Like any of you know the difference, I get it. Uh, the, the, the facts of the episode that we are aware of is that a... Uh, a uh, Shannon Brandt, age 41, of Glenfield, North Dakota, 
apparently got into some sort of an altercation with 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson and wound up running him down and killing him. Uh, Ellington Ellingson died of his injuries at a, I believe, at a Carrington hospital. Now, Brant, who has a, a drunk driving record and who, by the way, uh, blew over a .08 after he was arrested after the event uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, in McHenry, North Dakota, at a street dance in the uh, town of McHenry, which, by the way, has a population of, I think, 46 people last we checked. So it's a small town, but by no means the smallest in that part of the state. Told the 911 operator uh, the, the, that Ellingson was a member of a, quote, extremist Republican organization. Now, you've got the usual split on this issue. Big media has soft-pedaled the story. I mean, they haven't covered it in particular much, if at all. Conservative media has been all over it, saying that it is evidence that big media has uh, has bias. Now, progressives hope that it's true in some cases that they can erase another Republican uh, red state voter from the list. But I want to look, take a deep breath, and in the spirit of Berg's 18th law, take a deep breath and, and look at the facts here. In the past decade and a half, big media has been completely tied to the idea that the next big of wave of terrorism is going to be white Republican extremists. Now, Democratic extremists doing the actual terrorizing, much less killing. This is like kind of like the would-be Brent Kavanaugh assassin or, or some of the other examples of Democrats killing or attacking Republicans. Just doesn't fit the narrative, so it gets swept away. Narratives beget lazy journalism. But in McHenry, North Dakota, I mean, where is the... I mean, first of all, no mainstream media reporter got closer to 100 miles from McHenry. It's easier for journalists to get lazy when it comes to covering places like McHenry. Uh, I I did not see a single story filed from anywhere closer to Fargo, which is a good 100 miles away. It sets off a little warning bell with the conservative narrative. It's easy to conceive of people roaming around looking to kill conservatives with impunity, perhaps in Highland Park or, I don't know, Cambridge, Massachusetts. But in McHenry, North Dakota, let's put a pin in that idea real quick. Uh, There is bias involved, I think. My two senses, but not the bias you're thinking about. Let's just hypothetically say that uh, rather than it being a a would-be Democrat assassin roaming rural North Dakota looking for extremists, let's just say that you are a guy with a drunk driving record and, according to his neighbors, by the way, a history of being kind of crazy— you just gotten into a spat with someone out on the street, someone who's about half your age at a street dance, and you went up and run them down when you're kind of hammered and driving. So what's your alibi? What what If you're just that nuts, what is the thing you think that is going to make you a little less unsympathetic of a perp than someone who just got drunk and ran down an 18-year-old kid? He was a Republican extremist? The idea that there are people out there for whom that's the first thought, even in an alcoholic haze should be the real concern here. The thing that the idea that people think that I could just claim a Republican extremist and maybe they'll get me some sympathy. See, there's the concern. More on this as we go forward. Northern Alliance, AM 12A Patriot. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. We say thank you for your support of the Here to Help campaign. This past week, we raised over $27,000 to support the life-changing programs offered by the Salvation Army. Your donation is already at work right here in the Twin Cities, providing rent assistance, supportive housing programs, and more. Because of your generosity, families in the Twin Cities won't have to choose between paying rent or putting food on the table. They're getting the hand up they need to regain stability. Thanks again to Geritom Medical, and most of all, thank you. If you were lied to and buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, 
We will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-687-7979. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help the station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. AM 1280, The Patriot is W. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.